To think for yourself and question authority is not only your your uh, pleasure to think for yourself; it's your duty. You got to think for yourself in the information age. You want to reclaim your mind and get it out of the hands of the cultural engineers who want to turn you into a half-baked moron consuming all this trash. Teaching people how to use their head. The point is that in order to use your head, you have to go out of your mind, your mind, your mind, your mind. The failure of democracy, my friends. A Pew Research poll shows 80% of American citizens don't trust the government to do what is right for them most of the time. <laughs> That's just, hmm, inspirational, isn't it? That, <laughs> that data. <laughs> What's up, y'all? This is Jonesy, the host of Free Your F in Mind. I'm a Los Angeles comedian talk about funny things, but then there are certain things that really get me angry, and uh, that's what this podcast is for. Uh, it's for the anarchist inside of me. <laughs> so, Well, yes, yes, I always love to tear down democracy. Of course, people say it's the best form of government. Uh, you know, I like to throw out there that it's actually the sloppiest form of government you can come across these days. At least if you got a, um, a monarchy, you know where they're coming from. <laughs> the, the monarchy fucks you royally. <laughs> no pun intended. The monarchy fucks you royally, but at least you know where they're coming from. Democracy fucks you royally, but it's hidden. It's a it's an underlying uh, activity that's going on that you just don't even see coming. You think you're participating, but you're really not. We all love to think that democracy is for the people, by the people, because that's the you know textbook definition. And we have documents that have been signed by very important dead people saying that this is how it should be. But at the end of the day, we know that it's not like that. It's not for the people. It's not by the people. Lobbyists influence policy way more than we do as little citizens on the ground. Banking lobbyists, as an example, recently pushed through a... It's not even a rule. They didn't push through. Trump and the Senate killed a ruling that allowed cus- uh, that allowed consumers to band together to file class action lawsuits. This was very recently, so customers can effectively no longer they no longer have the right to sue. The courtroom will remain closed for groups of people seeking justice when they go. You know they're treated wrongly by a company, specifically uh, banks. Now, we all know we had a financial crisis fairly recently. I think we all remember that. And in the light of that, this rule should never have been passed. I mean, obviously. We're like, oh, yeah, but didn't the financial institutions royally fuck us in uh, all our retirement funds recently? And just like, yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know, you still can't sue them. I mean, we just got (laughs) to, I mean, this, what is this? What's going on here? This isn't something that's in the interest of the, of the consumers. Therefore, this is something that isn't in the, in the interest of the citizens. The government's not acting in the interests of the citizens in this instance. This is one of many. The government in this instance is acting in the interests of the banking lobbyists. Clearly. It, this is a major indicator of how the system doesn't work for us. It doesn't work for the people. For the people, by the people is just a polite fiction that we refer to sometimes and we like to quote. But the reality of the matter is it's completely otherwise. And it makes me sad. And what do we do about it? What do we do about it, Jonesy? Well, I don't know. We'll talk about that. You know, if you ask me, I'd love to just uh, take to the streets violently. But that's just me. That's just <laughs> that's just my opinion. <laughs> What's that quote I love? Uh, the common man will know no peace until the last politician is strangled publicly in the entrails of the last priest. Mm, oh, let's cut to that scene, please. That makes Jonesy happy inside. <laughs> By the way, don't let your children listen to this. <laughs> if you already aren't. 
Well, one of the tenets of democracy and what really makes it work is uh, the voting process. Uh, and so whenever the voting process is tampered with, it raises an eyebrow and it, and it makes me angry. And uh, fairly recently, the voting process was tampered with. If you're not aware of that, the Supreme Court a week ago ruled that the Ohio Secretary of State had the right to purge voters from, from the rolls in that state for not voting in an election for four or more years. Uh, that's just sort of the watered-down version of what's going on. Now, voting rights advocates are furious about the decision, obviously. They said that um, this disenfranchises voters. The Supreme Court got this one wrong. The right to vote is not use it or lose it, uh, Chris Carson, president of the League of Women's Voters, said. And, you know, I I agree with that. I mean, you don't use it or lose it. I mean, what are we talking about here? <laughs> First of all, it's well known that we live in a country where voter apathy is a reality. What is voter apathy, Jonesy? You're using big words. Voter apathy means people don't go to the polls. I mean, it's common. I found some numbers uh, where it's showing other demo- other established democracies have on roughly a 70, 73% voter participation on a regular. America hovers around 50%. And there have been elections where it's been in the 30s. So, I mean, we're talking about high voter apathy. What does that mean? That means people don't go to the fucking polls. Okay, so you can't, you don't remove their right to vote because of this. And that's, you know, what's going on here. Now, following that ruling in Ohio, at least a dozen other politically conservative states said that they would adopt a similar practice if Ohio prevailed as a way of keeping their voter registration list, quote, accurate and up to date. Well, I mean, they're they're dressing it up in that kind of language, but we know what's going on here. Um, this The decision in Ohio happened to benefit uh, one particular party, the Republican Party, uh, and, you know, and that's why other conservative states that said that they would they would move forward with that as well. And, you know, I think you'll see more red states making it easier to drop people from the voter registration polls. That's problematic, of course, when any party does that, because, you know, on the basis of what democracy is, you know, the vote is are really our only tool. Um, and they're taking that away from some of us. Whenever a party is taking away that tool from another, uh, from a subgroup, then, you know, it just undermines everything that democracy was built around and for. Now, obviously, there needs to be guidelines on who can vote and who can't. But, you know, the more inclusive you are, the better it is for everyone. I mean, this is what democracy is all about. The National Voter Registration Act specifies that voters can be purged from the rolls only if they ask, uh, move out of state, are convicted of a felony, become mentally incapacitated, or they die. So those are the, you know, that's what has been established. Well, that's obviously been thrown out uh, by one state. And we may see more jump on board with that. You know, we like to think that we're moving forward in history and getting better at this. But um, I think this is a major regression. You know, we, we hearken back to a time where women didn't have the right to vote, black people didn't have the right to vote, and we've moved beyond that. And we've, we've made our democracy more inclusive by allowing these, you know, previously discriminated against subgroups get involved in the process and you know and because everybody should be involved in the process i would even argue that you could even allow people younger than 18 to vote because you know i'm I'm seeing you know young people are very educated and very capable of making decisions i'm not talking about 13 year olds here but you know this is something that could be debated um what the voting age uh, could be expanded to um but no instead it seems like those in charge for nefarious reasons, want to limit 
the participation in democracy. So not only is the voting system flawed when it comes to basic participation in the process, the whole voting system itself should be overrun, in my opinion. It's just, in my opinion, not the best way to go about it, this whole voting process that we have currently. This thing could be totally expanded upon. I mean, we need to think outside the box here on what, with technology, we are now capable of. This week, uh, Maine voters passed a referendum to keep the state's ranked choice voting system in place. Uh, This is something I was not really familiar with, ranked choice voting system. This is a this is really a kind of a cool variation on the typical voting process. What it does is, is it prevents uh, spoilers in crowded candidate fields by counting ballots in rounds and ranking candidates. Okay, so what would happen is instead of you just voting, I just want one out of these five people and I can only vote for one. You can actually rank them. I would rather have this person number one. This is my number one. Here's my number two. Here's my number three. Here's my number four, et cetera, et cetera, down like that. Now, That in the last election, imagine how that would have gone. First of all, Trump wouldn't have won. Uh, We had one party that was split between Bernie and Hillary, right? So instead of that happening that way, you would have ranked Bernie one if you were voting for Bernie, but then Hillary two, and then, you know, Trump would be third or whatever, whatever. Look, I don't even know if this is the best way, but you can, like, just think about that. Think about how dynamic that is, that process. It's it's much better, in my opinion, than the way that we do it now. And, uh, you know, I'll post an article to this and there's a video that explains ranked choice voting so you can kind of educate yourself on what the benefits are for that and how that would work. But I think we need to think about forms of voting that are much more sophisticated because we can handle it now. We have the technology to handle it. We can even look to other countries for inspiration for this. Like Switzerland, they have a smart vote system that presents like a list of policy choices that you would then you know, fill in whether you agree with this policy or disagree, and then it compares your answers to all of these policies and your stance on them, and then it kind of spits out a candidate um, and, a, and or a party that sort of jives with your stance and your point of view, like something suitable for you. That's really cool. Now, I'm not saying that's the best either, but that, what, a, what a really, I don't know, that's kind of a neat variation, um, quite helpful, you know, given the fact that you know, a lot of voters don't really have time to do all the research on these candidates as well because we're too busy f- trying to make a buck, you know, and feed ourselves in this expensive world. Great example of how technology can be brought in to make the voting process um, much more effective and uh, dynamic. I would go so far as to say that even representative democracy should be looked at and maybe picked apart because do we really need someone representing us? I mean, we have the technology to do direct voting right from our smartphone. We can make choices. We, do we need someone representing us going in and casting a vote on little things here and there? You know, like we put our trust in this, you know, quote, expert who's a representative of us. Do we need that? You know, wouldn't you like to remove that person from the equation? I would. I don't need a middleman between me and what I would like to see my government do for me. And how do I know that this person representing me really, truly represents my best interests, represents our best interests? I think we've seen enough of the squirrely intentions and activities of these sleazy fucks that represent some of us, and they get in the office and they completely ignore the real needs and wants of the citizens in which they represent. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. We see it again and again. Half of these motherfuckers have scandals attached to them. They're sexual predators. They're just, they're just, you know, degenerates. Do we need them? Hell no. 
not in my opinion. I can vote for myself. I can represent myself. <laughs> you know, we need to think about that. We all have a smartphone in our hand. We all have. We all should have access to, you know, uh, voting on issues, voting on um, what our community needs, what should be done by the government to help us. As soon as you put a middleman in there, you know, you open up the door to scandal. You open up the door for other interest groups to come in and have influence over the choices that our, quote, representative makes in government. You know, we're not all getting together and giving a candidate millions of dollars to get into office. No, but you know who is? Chevron is. Who do you think that person that represents us at the end of the day is really going to listen to? Us or Chevron, who gave them $5 million for their campaign? I mean, really, let's break it down. You know, the campaign finance reform needs to be totally revamped. Absolutely. Or get rid of the representative. When you get rid of the representative, then you don't have to worry about this campaign finance reforms. You don't have to worry about all these lobbyists. You still do on some level. But, you know, we start getting, you know, more participatory in the process. I think our citizens can do that. Of course, that requires something. Um, That requires a whole, in my opinion, reform of our schooling and our education in this country. Because in order to have a real true democracy where all citizens participate... They have to be educated citizens. They really do. And I hate to say it, but we are we're not a very educated culture in a lot of ways. And it's our, and I, in my opinion, it seems to be our school systems. Uh, we don't, you know, it's funny, like, you would think that our government would really give a shit about the education of our youth, you know, who, who happen to be the foundation of our future, And it's really a a lot of it's resting with them. And you would think that we would pour so many resources into public education, so many resources into um, hiring the best teachers, quality teachers, quality facilities, you know, not allowing classrooms to get out of hand, like 45 kids to one teacher. You would think that we would get and get get our act together in this in this area. And when we don't and we don't. And so what do we have? We have a really. An, uneduc- an uneducated population in general, in, in my opinion, and, and I'm sorry to say that, but yes, that's, that's what's going on. And so you can't expect them to make the best choice, us to make the best choices politically. So, so if, as in my earlier example, my dream would be to have all of us participating in really right f- individuals partic- without a representative participating in government, you know, sending in votes for all sorts of things, we would have to be educated and our education system therefore would have to be revamped and improved. This is what some, you know, some conspiracy theorists even argue that our government wants to keep us uneducated for reasons like this, you know, and I'm not much, I don't really, you know, I'm not too empathetic for conspiracy theories because I find them all, a lot of them to just be the result of just pure paranoia. But, but maybe there's something to be said about this. When you have an an uneducated population, you know, it's easier for you to, you know, pull the wool over their eyes, you know, especially when it comes to government and policies. Like, I'm telling you right now about decisions that were made recently. Did you even know about these? Are you even aware of this shit? I think a lot of us are blind to what's going on. So yes, getting rid of representative government. Think about that. More sophisticated voting procedures, like in Maine and in Switzerland. Think about that. Here's another one. And I heard this once suggested by Terence McKenna, who, who was a, you know, a visionary and one of the most intelligent Americans that I've ever come across. His lectures are available on YouTube. And in one of them, he suggested that we consider a random candidacy, which I thought was a really 
weird <laughs> idea where you said, yeah, well, you know, if we just randomly choose someone to be, well, we could say president, but let's just say any, any sort of government ranked official, if you, if it was a random lottery, that person would not be able to be influenced by lobbyists and corporations. You know, you wouldn't be able to know who's going to be in power. So you wouldn't know who to approach to bribe or to, you know, hey, do you need some help? You know, and of course, if there's no like typical election process, then there's no need for any sort of campaign finance reform because there's no campaigning. You know, you got random people being chosen. Now, of course, again, and this brings me back to our own, you know, education, If this was going to be a process, we would have to really educate our citizens on a very high level because we had to make we'd have to make sure everyone would be prepared to step up their game if they were put into a place of political power, you know, be it president or, you know, governor of a state, Senate, whatever. But think about that. That's just no, I'm not saying this is the best choice either, but I think democracy, the way that we have it set up, it's not working. And I think we need to reconsider the structure and reconsider the process. Because as I see it now, this country is not run by the people. It's not. It's run by corporations now. It is a world corporate state is really putting the pressure on citizens. And you can see it with that recent lawsuit decision and in many other ways as well. And how do we wrest control from the corporations, really, who have all the politicians in their in their pocket? Well, the voting process doesn't seem to be working. In fact, from the example earlier, as you see, they're, they're creating ways to, you know, eliminate more of us from the voting procedure. I say we need to do something way more effective than just casting a vote or complaining about this on Twitter. Now, for me, in the inner anarchist inside of me, I want to see heads rolling in the streets. That's just me, but I want that. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with your history, but something happened called the Thirty Years' War in the 1600s. And it took place in Central Europe. And before the war, the power was in the hands of kings and popes. At the end of the Thirty Years' War, the power was in the hands of people and parliaments. There was a shift there. And now what I see in America going on in 2018 is a shift in the power from the peoples over to corporations. How do we wrest that power from them? Why not fuck them up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A 30 years war, let's not do it that long, but let's do it, you know, if it's three years of a war to make this happen, yes, it's totally worth it. Look at you're just going to sit there and let this shit go by? Do you think your vote's going to matter? What do you think creating a little meme and spreading it around on Facebook is going to change shit? Hell no. These politicians are in the pockets of these big corporations, okay? Those are the people who are making the decision at this point, and they are not in the interest of the people. They are not in the interest of the citizens, and we are at the end of the line when it comes to this buffet, my friends, and we get nothing when we get up there. All the food's been taken. We got nothing for our plate at the end of the day. That's a weird analogy, but I think you get it. (laughs) And I'm using an example in human history on how a shift in the power happened. It was a long war. I realized that. And people died. Many people. Very destructive. One of the biggest conflicts in human history. But at the end of it, it was well worth it. Well worth it. So yeah, I'm talking to you, big oil companies, big pharma. We, we're going to take to the streets and come for you. Well, you know, no, we're probably not, but you know. <laughs> Look, man, I may be delusional, but I'm not completely delusional. I'm tired of seeing my fellow Americans suffer. I'm tired of seeing the wants and the needs of our citizens just be completely discarded 
by people in power, elected officials that don't represent our interests. They don't see what I see on the streets. They're from a different world. They don't have the same values as the rest of us. Shouldn't the people representing you at least have the same core value as you? That would seem, that seems just rudimentary in my opinion. Well, that's not how it is. That is not the case at all. I just came across an article describing all of the, the representatives of California and all of them are millionaires and there are f- a few billionaires as well. All of them, millionaires. Not one of them is not a millionaire. Our representatives in my state of California, not one of them has a net value of less than a million dollars. Do you think someone like that knows where the fuck I'm coming from? Do you think someone like that knows what it's like to be hungry, sitting cross-legged on a yoga mat in your little shitty apartment in downtown LA drinking cheap-ass Trader Joe's wine out of a coffee mug, wondering where your next gig is coming from? Do you think they really do? Do they know what it's like to be a starving artist and have to do shows simply for drinks and meals? Do they have any idea where I'm coming from? Do they have any idea where any of you are coming from? You, in your problems, which all of you have, I know, your health insurance, the procedures that you need, that you can't get. Do you think these people have ever been denied anything? A procedure, healthcare, a meal, friendship? These people have never been told no. And here they are, making the, the decisions for an, an entire citizenry that is constantly told no. <laughs> That's fucked up. And I don't want to stand around and let this happen. Yes, I want to see heads roll in the streets to make this change. I don't want a 30 years war, but I will fight for this. What can we do, guys? Well, <laughs> that's, the, that's the million dollar question, guys. What can we do? Well, I think, of course, it's important for you to listen to the Free Your and Mind podcast on a regular basis. I also think it's important for you to educate yourself and to keep an eye on the um, nefarious fucktards that are making decisions for the rest of us. And for those of you who are interested um, and happen to have a degree in computer programming, I'm going to post a link to an article on how to hack an election. (laughs) Oh, yes, because look, we should all be on the same playing field here now, shouldn't we? You know, they're going to take some of our power back. Well, you know, I think it's okay for us to hack an election (laughs) to get people that really represent us back into power. Please, guys, don't hesitate to reach out to me and tell me I'm an idiot or tell me that you support my ideas. Give me a little shout out if you feel like it. You can email me at funnyjones at gmail.com. Follow me on uh, Instagram at funnyjones, Twitter at funnyjones, Facebook, it's comedian Jonesy. If you want to go on a little rant and rave or tell me I'm wrong, tell me I'm stupid um, or tell me you agree or maybe you have an idea that you want to add to some of the things that I've been suggesting today um, or just, you know, tell me how all of the, this process makes you feel, you know, as a citizen, like just fucking let it, let it run, brother. Just call in and let it go. You know, just fucking unload yourself. It might feel good for you. You can also uh, go to jonesy.com to see some of the other work that I do. I have some other podcasts that I do. So if you're interested in some other shit, a lot of that other stuff is not as serious a little, and it's, and it's funny. Um, but for your effing mind, 
is a very special thing um, that I do. And I want to thank you for listening. Another way to support me is by going to patreon.com slash funnyjones. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash funnyjones. That's a little bit of a different arrangement where you can send me like a few bucks a month if you feel like it. If you're digging what I'm doing. What I call it is buy me a cup of coffee a month or buy me one beer a month. You know, I'm trying to build that up as well. Um, it's just one of the many income streams that I'm trying to build here as I try not to starve in Los Angeles as a comedian and writer and performer, <laughs> which is so difficult. This is Jonesy. I'm out.